In the final part of the mini-series with Fridays for Future, I talk with Ari Rubenstein. Ari is a youth activist who helped start the Mother Earth Project with his dad and is also involved with the Parachutes for the Planet Project. Welcome to episode 6 of 5 Questions, the show where we interview activists and advocates about the work they do and why they do it. Can you tell me a little bit about who you are and some of your backstory? Yeah, so my name is Ari Rubenstein. I am in 11th grade at Bethesda Chevy Chase High School, which is in Bethesda, Maryland. And I started a nonprofit with my dad about five years ago, I think, and called the Mother Earth Project. And ever since then, I've been really involved in um, climate justice and the environment. Could you expand a little bit more about that organization? Yeah, for sure. So it started with um, it started with my dad's a sculptor, and he created this sculpture, and it's basically a three D stainless steel profile of his mother. And it was long story short, it was intended to be installed somewhere, and it wasn't. They canceled on us after he made the sculpture, so we just had this sculpture sitting around in our backyard. And it was, it was 2015 then, so the climate, the Paris Climate Accords just happened, and we thought of the idea of placing one of those sculptures in every country that was committed to the Paris Climate Agreement, and they would all face uh, water, like the the closest water source. So it's like a symbol of unity and sustainability. So that's how it started, and now we have. Um, the sculpture we have it in Cameroon, Israel, China, and the U.S. Even though we did pull out, but it was before the par- before um, we pulled out. Then, very recently, actually not very recently, about like three years ago, we met someone named Callan. She came to my school actually with a parachute, and she was collecting signatures from kids all around the DMV. Um, to the parachute and like she was going to bring it to a strike and that kind of sparked another idea and kind of what we're mainly focused on now it's called the parachutes for the project i mean parachutes for the planet project and basically what we're doing is we are sending out parachutes all around the world to different communities to decorate with their concerns about climate change their frustrations with government it's to give the movement kind of a symbol like an art symbol also to just like empower communities who otherwise weren't really empowered and just to get their voices heard. And are there any other organizations or activist groups that you're involved with? Yeah, currently right now I'm involved. So actually through Fridays, through Parachutes for the Planet, we actually met someone with Fridays for Future, which is the organization Greta Thunberg started. We got in touch with them to get like contacts from all over the world so we can ask them if they wanted a parachute to be sent. Basically from there, I also got involved in Fridays for Future. We have a local chapter in DC. I started working with them really in the summer. And ever since then, I just, I love how the organization has formed. I, I also occasionally work with other organizations. Like I'm not married to Fridays for Future because, you know, we're all trying to do the same thing, but Right now, I'm primarily working on the Parachutes of Planet and the Fridays for Future. 
And could you talk a little bit more about what your activism looks looks like, what or how you're involved? Yeah. So we mean with Fridays for Future? Either with Fridays for Future or any other way, um, mainly talking talking about what's your experience been with maybe uh, strikes or protests or if, if your involvement takes other forms? Yeah. So Fridays for Future, I helped to plan strikes in D.C., and then also I help just like organizing the whole structure of Fridays for Future USA. And so, yeah, we planned our, the, the last strike was November 29th, which I helped plan. My activism usually comes out in forms of, you know, organizing strikes, organizing lobbying days occasionally. Yeah. And sending out parachutes and making sure communities get them and strike with them. And. Yeah, just helping manage Fridays for Future USA. And how about why you do this work? So my main reason is, you know, a lot of things are a lot of areas right now, as we see, like Australia is getting really impacted by climate change. California is, Alaska is, the Arctic. And where I live near D.C., it's not affected at all in any major way. So because of that, I feel it is my, it is my duty to strike for those places before climate change affects the area I'm in. That's one of the reasons I'm doing that. And also I feel like it's my duty because it's, I'm in the capital of the country. So I feel that's also a reason why I need to do this for everyone else. This is, I'm pretty much in the most influential place I can be. So because of that, those are just two of many reasons why I do it. Another big reason is you just meet so many great people in the movement that just lift you up and give you encouragement. And they're just so great to work with. And you just meet so many friends. What about the obstacles or difficulties you've experienced um, so far in your involvement and how have you managed to deal with those? Yeah, that's a great question. So unfortunately in the youth climate movement right now, there are some like toxic organizations or toxic people. It's really, it's really hard to deal with it because, you know, we're all here. We all assume that everyone's here for the same reason, which is so we all don't die pretty much in 20 plus years. As bleak as it sounds, it's true. I like we everyone likes to assume that, but sometimes it seems like people put their own clout or their own fame and kind of themselves over what we're fighting for. And that's very frustrating to work with because I my only goal is to, you know, save the world. I don't care if I get credit for it. I don't care if I'm on CNN. I don't really care about any of that stuff. And it's just really, it really sucks when people, that's what people's goal in the movement is to do. So how I've dealt with it is, you know, I've just talked to them about it usually, um, if they're willing to, which it's very hard to do it, but just with the like support of people who aren't like that, it, it helps me just like get through it. And I think there's enough people in the, movement that aren't like that, that it helps me to kind of just move past it because there's not many people like it. But 
that's like one of the biggest issues in, from my perspective in the climate movement in the U.S. What about how you're involved with a number of different organizations? Do you find that sometimes it's difficult to manage the expectations or demands of being involved in the different groups? Well, expectation-wise, especially for Fridays for Future, it's very low expectations. What you put in is what you get out. So it's we don't have any official roles. It's just whoever wants to you know, do this task, you do this task. If you want to take a break for a little bit, that's totally fine. So the expectation from the Fridays for Future and Parachutes for the Planet themselves, that there's not really any, any expectations. And that's why I love to work with them because they're so not toxic. But it's still hard to balance that with schoolwork and other extracurriculars I'm involved in. And sometimes that can kind of, I can forget about academics and that disrupts my academic life. With the organizations, there's not many expectations on my role. In it. Well, that's all the questions I have for us today. I wanted to thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk with me on this episode of Five Questions. Did you have any closing thoughts you'd like to share? A message to the audience. I mean, if you have the privilege to do something about this, you have to do it. Like, I, as a white person, risk myself being arrested for these strikes because I am white. It's sad, but it's the facts. And that's why I do it. So if you're privileged like that, because other people in our country, if they get arrested, they they could risk being deported. They can be risk having cruel and unusual punishment. So if you have the privilege to go out and strike, and I'm not saying you have to get arrested, but I'm, that was just an extreme example. If you have the privilege to do that, I mean, you have to do it because that's that's the only thing we got left. Like other people can't do it. You're the person who can do it. So that's my, I guess that's my closing thoughts. Great. That's it for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Mikey Bivs and tweet about the show. If you have a particular cause or activist that you would like to hear from, let me know. 